Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hello, my name is Far Whitlovett, and I would like to welcome you to the Shifter Podcast. This is where we encourage, inspire, and invite you to live your best life. In each episode, we introduce the women in our community who are doing just that, living their best lives. Today, we have Felicia Miller-Johnson. Felicia asks us to breathe and take a moment to think about everything we do in our daily life as goal-oriented or high-achieving women. She asks us to think about what are some of the things that we would like to achieve. And when thinking about those things, do we begin to feel overwhelmed or anxious about how we're going to get from point A to point B? Well, Felicia gets it. She is the Prosperous Woman Confidence Coach. Her name means happy, but as a high-achieving woman, there was a time that she was stuck in work-life stress, imposter syndrome, and blocking her prosperity. She set a goal to be happier and work better and transformed into a prosperous woman who is now a confident wife, mother, entrepreneur, friend, and my favorite, light worker. As the founder of Sevenfold Coaching, she enjoys inspiring and guiding others on their way to confidently living their prosperous life. Welcome, Felicia. We're so excited to have you on the show. Aloha, Farwood. I'm glad to be here with you. Felicia, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? I help women to reduce their work-life stress and, like you said, be happier, live their life confidently. They absolutely can have the things that they are hearing that little voice that says, I want to do this, but they're experiencing their self-doubt. I help them to quiet the little self-doubt voice and give them some tips on what they can actually do in order to get the things that they want in life. That's powerful. I often say if someone were to come to me and and tell me that they were going to hire me for one session and only take one piece of advice seriously, what would that be? And I would say to mind your inner dialogue. Those conversations that we're having with ourselves in our head are game-changing. They're making or breaking our reality. So it's fantastic to have women like you that are out there in the community that are helping people do just that. Thank you. I enjoy what I do. You're fantastic at what you do, Felicia. All right. So if you would um, share with us uh, a little bit about the challenges or the obstacles that you have overcome, you mentioned that uh, you at some point in your life were stuck in work-life stress, imposter syndrome, and blocking your own prosperity. So what are some of those things that you had you experienced and how you overcame them? Absolutely. So like I said, my name means happy, but there is a time that really wasn't happy. And that started when I was young. My dad loved him. He taught me like very early, you're a black female, you're going to have to be twice as good. And in a way that that was part of the success, but that is what also came about into my apostle syndrome. It was like, you know, you get an A. Okay, it wasn't time to celebrate. You got to go to the next thing. And it's like, you're struggling, you're struggling. And it's like, you realize, you know, hey, I just want to breathe, you know, okay. I got a B plus, like I'm still 
good, right? Then, you know, as in society, because as you all, your audience, if you're listening or seeing that I am a Black African-American female. So not only am I dealing with the struggles that may face as a woman, but as a minority. But the mindset was that, how do you deal with that? Like the pressure. And so you grow up and then you're, you know, put on that a husband, put on that kids, put on that own your own business. And it's like, you can go down this downward spiral very quickly. And a lot of people, you know, when you finally have that moment, like, you know what? I'm tired. I want to be happier. I want to work better. And there's got to be a way of doing that. And that's what absolutely started my spiritual journey of figuring out how do I do that? How do I have, you know, if, if you're a Christian, a lot of people say, how do I have this Proverbs 31 woman lifestyle, right? Having it all, work, family, your husband thinks you're beautiful, you're sexy, your kids think you're great. Like, I want that life. And so that's the journey that I went on uh, in order to achieve that and to do that. And so now I help other women to have whatever their prosperous lifestyle is. So can you um, share with us what the first step was? So you became aware that there was too much that was overloading you in your life. It was difficult to juggle all of them to the degree that you wanted to um, maybe experience success with them. And many, many women, we have so many roles and um, so much cognitive labor that we're, we're constantly, we may not be physically doing something, but we're constantly working in our minds. And so you were seeking that type of peace and success and the confidence. What's the first step you took after realizing that something needed to happen? First step was realizing what was I feeling? I think a lot of times we find ourselves watching over our emotions, especially like for me, emotions were second place. We got time for that. I got time for emotions. If it wasn't anger, it was like, I don't have time to deal with all that. And so I took the opportunity to like, okay, get clarity on what is this feeling? A lot of times women, we explain a situation like I'm feeling such and such, but it's not really in an emotional feeling. It's like you're describing a situation. And so it became aware of saying, I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling, you know, happy. Like, you know, what is the actual feelings? And then one of the next step was going to get help. And that was picking the right person that I could go to that I trusted to say, you know what, despite what everybody may see, I don't have all this together. This is actually what I'm experiencing. And I want to do better. So, you know, going through that step and actually the things that I went through then was then believing for the stuff that I was working for. Like, did I really believe that I could have it all? You know, I said I wanted it all, but did I really believe I could have it all? Could I have a happy marriage? Could I have happy kids and have friends and all that? And then as a high achieving woman, I enjoy working. But there are times where, you know, one of my favorite scenes is from, for those who shout out and watch The Different World, you know, I had to relax, relate, and release. Like, I had to, like, breathe, let some stuff go, change my mindset about some things, and then realize, you know, a lot of times I was also speaking against the thing that I wanted. So I had to learn how to, to talk as if. Mm-hmm. So that actually led to the whole way that I teach the women now that I coach of how to be smart. And that is literally those steps that I went through. How does she spiritually awaken to what's going on in her life? M, master her emotions. A, ask, believe, and receive. R, relax, relate, release. And T, talk wisely. 
That's beautiful. So you mentioned how you reached out and you asked for help. What would you say to the women listening who are at a place where they recognize there are some things that they want to change or they want to address and they don't know how? What piece of advice would you give them into stepping into that 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 place of courage to reach out and ask for help? Mm-hmm. I say that there you're you're probably already aware of knowing. So, for example, if you're watching this show right now and listening to this show, it's no accident that you're listening to this. And so this may be an opportunity to reach out to Thara, who's a great life coach as well, to reach out to myself. It's like, what has already been presented in your life? You said that you wanted something like, oh, I wanted some help. And then all of a sudden, this resource showed up for you. Follow that intuition. Follow that feeling. You know, it could be a friend. You know, it's like, oh, I really enjoyed my conversations with her. And then you hadn't talked to her in a while, and all of a sudden, there she is. That's no accident. That may be that opportunity for you to be able to share what's going on for you for that. So I would say initially, you know, awaken to what you may have already been exposed to because the help is probably there for you. It just may be that now it's like, yes, I admit that I, I need some help. And that's usually one of the toughest barriers for, for women to overcome is admitting that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little bit challenging for anybody walking this journey because it 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 takes the strength and the courage to step into invulner to step into vulnerability. Actually, like you said, um, becoming aware of your emotion and naming that emotion that causes us to feel very vulnerable, and it's and it's challenging. So, having somebody that you can um, walk alongside that will support you and reinforce you. One of the things that we are really excited about offering at Shifter is this support group. So you have other women that are supporting you, that are carrying you as you walk through this and are creating a space of non-judgment and unconditional love so we can move into those conversations uh, with a greater sense of security because joy is really found on the other side of vulnerability. So it takes us moving to that space in order to get there. And then hiring a coach like Felicia or whomever is a perfect fit for you, you bring up intuition. That's so important. And that's another thing that we really encourage at Shifter is getting to that place of authenticity and listening to that internal verse, the, the, or the internal just whisperings, our guidance. We all have an internal guidance system. Felicia, can you tell us a little bit more about imposter syndrome? I know you have written a book. I've read your book. It's fantastic. I, I highly encourage readers to get a hold of the book and read it. It's a, it's a fantastic explanation about what imposter syndrome is. And then she gives you some tools or strategies in overcoming imposter syndrome. Yes, absolutely. So thank you. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the, the book read. So imposter syndrome, I said if I was to give a woman advice that, that would not, you know, be at a position where she would come for coaching, that she could read this, understand what it is, recognize it, and then have the actual tips, the hows of to stop the imposter syndrome. So the imposter syndrome is this voice that you are succeeding and you're doing all these wonderful things, but then you disregard your success. So for example, it may be, like, oh, congratulations on your, you know, your promotion. And you're like, mm, well, I was the only person that applied or it's really not that big of a deal. Or, you know, I'm not really sure why they picked me. Like you always have this little thing that just says you really didn't do the work in order to do that. Right. Or for me, like I said, it showed up having to be twice as good. It's like you strive and like, yep, 
okay, got it. Next, 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 next. And you're just always being a human doing versus being a human being. And it's always like feeling like, you know, it's just my achievements that people are connecting with me. And so it's just that negative self-talk that limits you and your actions and what you have actually accomplished. And so some of those tips that I provide for women is like, number one, give that voice a name. So, you know, it, it lets you recognize. You remember like when you were a kid far with and you were doing something that you shouldn't have been doing? And when your parents call out your full government name, like Felicia Deanne Miller, if you don't get over here, like it caught your attention like right away. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this has gotten serious. So it's just like one of those things of just giving it a voice. So it may be maybe the Nancy, it may be, you know, whatever is that's going to get your attention that'll stop you in that moment. Like, oh, wait, that's not really the voice that I want to be listening to, but you're basically talking crazy. And so I'm put that, you know, aside. So that's definitely like one of the tips that I tell women is to, is to give that voice a name right away. Another one is, is that I tell them is that you should have a, you want to say brag bag, show list or whatever, something that when people give you compliments that you like say writing those down like I used to have like this little book that I would have like I would print out things that like oh Felicia you did a great job or something like that so when that negative voice comes up and it tells you oh you're really not good at what you do you can go back and thumb through that so a lot of times they might be an email or something of that sort like save that stuff you know put your awards on the wall so you can look like you know what yeah I did that you know as a you know a reminder Another one that I like to do also that I tell my women is to pause and say thank you. Starwood, I just really love that shirt that you have on. It is so beautiful. How just accentuate. I love the like shoulder cuts out, cut out. Instead of saying, you're so often I love shoulder shirts like that. I have this. Instead of saying, oh, this whole thing. Nope. Pause. Thank you, which is what you did. You said thank you. So of course you're already annoying. So things like that are just like three tips that. You know, I tell women that, that they can implement right away in order to release mm-hmm. some of that imposter syndrome that they have. So those are some strategies that you use to overcome your own imposter syndrome. I think it's so important when you discussed emotions, giving it a name, that little voice inside of your head, that's the negative Nancy. It helps to separate you from identifying with that voice, which and, and being the observer helps us to identify the emotion, I think, a lot faster. So when we can disidentify and um, practice not taking things personally, it certainly helps us to overcome imposter syndrome faster. Is it, would you say imposter syndrome isn't necessarily something that you cure yourself from permanently? Is it something that um, even though you may have tools and strategies to help minimize it, does it every now and then continue to creep up in your life and your practice? Absolutely. It does. It doesn't completely, you know, just go away, you know, and it's one of those things that you just get better at recognizing it and then overcoming it quickly. Whereas before, if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, you don't know, you know, what causes it, how to overcome it, you may be in that anguish a long time. You may actually do some steps that self-sabotage yourself from, you know, you know what, you're not qualified for that job. I'm not going to apply. So you don't apply for the job, then you don't get the job and you sabotage that. 
Whereas when you're aware of it, girl, you know, you're not qualified to apply for that job. You're like, girl, sit down, whatever that voice is. And then you submit your application, boom, then you have the job. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is that the voice will still pop up. It's just you're able to squash that down very quickly in order to, to do that. Right. And this is and it's one of the things I want to say, because, you know, we're talking about voices and how this kind of thing is that it's not that you're crazy. It's not that it's a disease or anything. It's just that you have had some type of experience that at some point in your life they told you that you weren't enough and it became a very loud voice. And now you're just releasing that with no longer surgery. Right. Very good point. We are not our thoughts. Oftentimes, the voices that we hear in our head aren't even our voices. It's something that we picked up along the way. And it's sort of like if you set a physical goal for yourself and you decide you're going to go to the gym and hire a personal trainer uh, because you want to reach an ideal weight and you work really hard and then you arrive at the at your goal. It isn't something that you just stop. You don't say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to cancel my gym membership, kick your feet up and do whatever it is that you want to do and everything stay the way that it was when you reach that goal. Physically, it's it's a decision that we make. These are choices. It's a discipline, something that we practice every day. It becomes a, a sustainable lifestyle. Our mental and emotional health isn't any different from our physical health. It's a practice. Imposter syndrome is so pervasive. So many women, actually every woman that I have ever met, including myself in life, we struggle with imposter syndrome. Those voices inside of our head are constantly challenging us. But like you said, it's about getting to the place where we can recognize when it's happening and then soothe ourselves or set it to the side, tell negative Nancy to take a back seat and then move forward in our life in a, in a positive, healthier way. It's about the choices that we're, we're making. Absolutely. 70% of um, the study that they did is like 70% of people will have an episode of imposter syndrome at some point in their life, 70%. And like you said, it goes everywhere. I mean, this was all the way up to, you know, formerly the White House, Michelle Obama. Um, former first lady has talked about her experience with imposter syndrome and how she sat at some of the you know biggest tables in the world. And, you know, at first she's like, you know, should I be sitting here? Like, should I be, you know, doing this? So it's like everyone has probably had this experience, you know, with this. It's just all a matter of recognizing how do you combat that feeling for sure. Thank you, Felicia. Um, I'd like to now kind of pivot for a minute and talk a little bit about the law of attraction and spirituality. You said that you are a Proverbs 31 woman, or that's the goal um, or the, the ideal that you set for yourself, but you also coach on the law of attraction. Many people that I know or that run through the Shifter program they eventually come to this place, or some of them, about wondering, how do you reconcile the law of attraction with spirituality? How do you reconcile the discussions about the universe and God? Do you mind speaking to that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, it's one of those things that can be challenging for individuals. But like for me, what happened was is that I then started really looking at the scriptures of the things that I was speaking. So for example, you know, ask and you shall receive. And it's like, hmm, that's the same as ask, believe, and receive. You know, when there's a scripture that says, you know, you talk about, you know, speak to this mountain and tell it to move. 
it's like the whole concept of like what you believe in your mindset that you can happen you can do those things you know we talked about the power of the tongue it's like what we talk about they are very much in line with some of the, the same principles and teachings is just how sometimes whoever the presenter was that presented it or their mindset may have put like some other limiting connotations on that. And so that was part of my my journey exploration in self-discovery. Doing law of attraction and principles. So for example, I don't use universe. I say God. You know, so it's this respect and honor to those individuals. So one of the things I know sometimes people have asked like you know, just bringing the awareness to people where they're like, okay, well, if you say universe or if you say like Jesus or something like that, like, like all those different, like different realities, right? And so I point out to people, I said, just, okay, let's just look at Christianity. How many different words do we use for Jesus? Jehovah Jireh, you know, I am, you know, Jehovah Nisi, you know, like the cornerstone. I'm like, just for Jesus, he had a whole bunch of different names. So is it a possibility we can talk about this same concept and someone else is just calling it another name? And it's like, you know, maybe so. So it's it's things like that to where it was, if you're just open to the mindset of what the experience is coming down to, which is ultimately about love, you know, really. And yeah, so it, it's been a fun journey. And like I say, it can be challenging because when you're learning some new things, some people have that fear attached to it that they are disrespecting God, disrespecting Jesus, or they're losing their spirituality or something like that. And it's not necessarily that. If anything, it's what people say is like they don't want to lose their religion, but that's not what the intent is. It's how to absolutely get the love and joy that most people are probably familiar with talking about with Jesus for sure. Mm Can you take a minute and um, explain to any of the, the listeners what the law of attraction is who may be unfamiliar with it? Yeah. So law of attraction, what you think about is what you bring about. So it shows up in your life. But very short. So if you're feeling as though, oh, I'm fat. Who won't ever want me? Or mm, I just can't find a job. There's no jobs out there. Right? Law of attraction says, that's what you're going to get. People are going to think you're bad. You're not going to find a job. Versus if you say, "Eh, you know what? I don't have the job that I want right now, but I am excited about it coming and what it looks like. You know, yeah, you know, I'm not at the size I want to be right now, but you know what? I love myself. I am beautiful and I'm getting better every day. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you will attract more of that and more of that and more of that. You know, and it's like we talk about that in so many times in many different scenarios. It's like, you know, it goes to what I love about Shift Her. It's like you're surrounding yourself with people that have a like mindset. They're on the same kind of goal that they're working together with that. Right. So it's the same with what are you surrounding yourself with in your life? If there's lots of negativity, are you going to continue to get more of that? Surround yourself with more positivity. You're going to get more of that. Mm-hmm. That's law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So, um. How can you recognize when that's working in your life? Like when you move through the process of exploring what it was, reading about it, um, talking to the coach that you were working with, and and what were some of the things, if you don't mind sharing, that you experienced where you you really began 
to find a deep love and respect for, for these principles and how they operate in our lives and why it's important to teach others about it. Yeah. So first it, it, it started appearing as signs of what um, we also may say as synchronicity. I would see 11-11 quite often. And it was like, what is this? 11-11. I remember my great friend who's also a part of my journey. I actually used to post like, like why are you always posting to 11-11? And so that became the initial conversation of like, what is this about? You know, tell me more about that. But I also noticed that every day that a bird would cross my path while I was driving every single day. And what I mean, like it would dart past, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like at first it's like a bird is going to hit my window or my car one day. And so then it was that awakening, like, hmm, why is that a bird crosses my path every day? Like there's these signs. And that's the thing is that once you then start seeing the signs, you started exploring that. And then, you know, start looking things up. I'm like, what is the meaning behind this? And that, you know, resonates again back with the whole, you know, Christianity. You know, they used, you know, animals, Doug, you know, we talk about the story of the donkey and the ass and the, the ass that was on the road and it talks. It's like, he used all those things back then. He continued to use those elements today. So once I started seeing those signs, it was like, okay, what does this mean? And then you explore and it would be more information and more information and you just get on this wonderful journey. So I would encourage women to figure out what signs are coming in your life every day or something that you just said like you said you thought of someone hadn't talked to in the years and all of a sudden they pop up in your Facebook feed mm-hmm. no accident and see what else comes up in your life like you know I'm just go to the store and try like as I said not like try because try is a struggle work it becomes put something that you ask that you want like something simple very simple, you know, like some people, they start with a parking space. Like, I want this parking space. Ask, believe, and receive. And then you get that parking space. It's like, hmm, okay, let's see what else. And then it kind of explores. But mm-hmm. chances are you probably already have something in your life that's coming up every day that you you just thought, the, what's the word thought with? Coincidence. That's right. There is no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> Not at all. Right. Felicia, can you tell us um, where the name Sevenfold Coaching came from for your practice and how it ties into the Prosperous Woman Confidence Coach? Oh, yes. So a lot of people may not know this, but I used to do sign language at my church. And so I used to go by Felicia signing off. So when I was in sign language, that made sense to people. Um, as I was developing my business, I was like, okay, I'm going to more in coaching. I need more coaching. So asked, said, you know, that I need a sign. What should I call my new business? Went to bed. He woke me up at like three something in the morning. And the word was sevenfold. So I go to the Bible, look up sevenfold. And sevenfold was in um, Romans. And it basically talks about the seven gifts that individuals have that make up the body. And those values were all representative of what I wanted to do in my business, knowledge, education, leadership, you know, generosity, like all those different things. So hence, sevenfold. But even since then, you know, it has compounded. Seven is the number of perfection. You know, there's seven days in the week and the seven spirits. And it just like continues on and on and on. And just, yeah. So that's how I got the name of sevenfold coaching. Mm-hmm. I think you've done a fantastic job and these these principles that you are sharing with 
women with other people are there are things that you have gone through, challenges and obstacles that you've overcome in your own life, strategies that you've personally used, and they've worked so successfully in your life that I think it's really a beautiful thing. It's honorable that you feel the inspiration to reach out and share with them, to teach others how to do the same things for them, because ultimately the goal is empowering women, right? Building that confidence because the more of us that find our authenticity and are prosperous and empowered, the better we all are in the long run. Absolutely. Look, pause. Thank you, Darwin. You're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I love, you know, like one of the things that, you know, the work, you know, we're both life coaches and I love the fact that you know, we're able to, you know, come together. And like I said, I appreciate you featuring me on your show. And that, like you said, it's one of those things that it's not competition, but rather it's collaboration and working um, with each other. And that's another one of the things that, you know, we I want to have happen for women is that, you know, when you see another woman doing her thing, you know, like, you know what? I see you, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what, I see you and I mm-hmm. see you her and y'all are doing wonderful things. Thank you. Thank you, Felicia. Yes, it's it's collaboration, not competition. That's so important. And I think that that alone will help to heal a lot of the, the female relationships that we tend to struggle with in our lives. Yeah. Okay, Felicia, so I would like to end this interview with a few questions that you don't mind answering. And the first question I'd like to ask is, what is your favorite book of all time? I was going to say my favorite book of all time is by Wallace D. Wobbles. And it was written in 1908. And it's actually the one that I reprinted about You Can Promote Yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's short, sweet, to the point. And it's mm-hmm. like, yep. And it's also a great example of there is nothing new under the sun, that this was written in 1908. So people have been um, sharing these principles and ideas for a very long time. And it's super exciting that more and more of us are awakening to these practices and empowering ourselves. He actually wrote Think and Grow Rich, which is the book that inspired The Secret. That was the book that Rhonda Rhymes read. It is all connected. And um, if you've had the chance to listen to Gretchen's story, she discusses how she read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and how it's what inspired her to, to create her own mastermind group. And then from that mastermind group that she put together, Shifter was born. So yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. All this information that we have yes. access to. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's running together. Yes. His is the science of getting rich. Yes. Okay. Well, his thinking grow rich. Yes. So if you look at it, um, science. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Felicia. So what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given by anyone? Do you? That's a great piece of advice. Do you? Mm-hmm. How old were you when you got that piece of advice? Probably an adult. I was probably in my 30, 40s. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those just impactful, just kind of statements like, just do you. The mm-hmm. thing is, you got to discover who you are. Right. You know, we sometimes it's, a, it's this, the smallest thing that somebody says, and they probably don't even realize the impact that what they just said has on us. But they're little, they're like permission slips. 
that person who shared that with you was that was the permission slip you needed to give you to give yourself the space to be authentic to validate you that is really powerful advice well what is the worst piece of advice that you've ever received um worst piece of advice squash all your emotions Mm. that is a pretty terrible piece of advice Mm -hmm. it's like you kind of understood what the premise of it was that you know the whole especially as women you know never let them see you cry you know kind of thing and so it's like squash all your emotions and it's like emotions aren't the bad thing they're signs of what you are feeling it's how you then if you react versus like respond to something and so that's the the how piece that a lot of people are not right so i i recall when you were sharing your story earlier about the first steps squashing your emotions would be feeding the problem more so than the solution because you said one of the first things that you had to recognize was the emotion beginning to identify and label the emotion that you're feeling because really emotion is just information it's data it's it's sharing a message with us when we understand it learn how to to decipher interpret that message then we we can do really powerful things with it yeah. well thank you so much felicia for joining us today thank you do you have any closing pieces of advice for the listeners you guys shift her is a a great program and like I say if you're sitting here listening wondering you know is this something that I should be a part of and do that absolutely follow it has a great team of women that she's working with it's a great program that if you're on this journey of needing some support on your journey to absolutely live in the prosperous lifestyle that you want it is absolutely a great tool in order for you to to do that and I just appreciate you Garlet for you know being a colleague and absolutely a friend. I love collaborating with you, Felicia. And if you guys would like to learn more about Felicia or access a link to her book, you can visit www.sevenfoldcoaching.com. You can also find her on LinkedIn at Felicia Miller Johnson and on Facebook at Sevenfold Coaching. And we'll include those links in the comments below so you have easy access to them. Thank you so much, Felicia, for joining us today. Thank you, Tara. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her instagram at shifter.co and read more about us at www.shifter.co while you're there sign up for our high vibe monthly newsletter where we share even more inspiration and stories from our mastermind program links from today's episode are in the show notes